Come on in, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 114 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. Over the past 16 years, we've worked with hundreds of fintech vendors and enterprise wealth management firms to guide them towards making better business and technology decisions. If your company has a software product that you're selling to broker-dealers, asset managers, RIAs, or other firms, go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and fill out the Contact Us form. Our wealth tech research team will deliver a wide range of market insights for you, including competitive analysis, addressable and obtainable market estimates, sales targeting and insights on buying decisions, and more. Every wealth tech vendor needs this data to be successful, especially when entering new markets, and you can start the process off right by getting it going on EzraGroupLLC.com. All right. The Wealth Tech Today podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices in technology for wealth management, asset management, and related areas. This is our October Wealth Tech News episode, and I'll be covering these, let's see, one, two, three, seven stories, these seven stories. Uh, number one, Riskalyze bucks the trend with a blowout in-person conference. Two, DocuPace acquires client data gathering software vendor Precise FP. Three, Flourish launches Flourish crypto service. Four, Investnet launches an alternatives exchange powered by iCapital. Advizon adds FiX integration. Number six, a Tiffin portfolio company Magnify integrates Morningstar Research for direct indexing. And finally, Kitsis Advisor FinTech Map updates for October. A couple of quick housekeeping tasks before I forget. A quick shout out to our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. Go to investinothers.org and be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. Now let's get this episode started. First story in the October news is the Riskalyze conference. Boy, it was good to get out, get on a plane, fly somewhere, see some people. Let me tell you, there's nothing like it. For going from, I think I was doing 10 conferences a year or more to none, it's quite a change. Although it was nice to be home, still nice to get out. And this was a blowout of all blowouts. I think there were over 800 people. I think I saw 880 as a number at this conference out in Palm Springs, California. Never been there before. Riskalyze bucking the trend as a number of other uh, organizations postponed conferences, including FPA, Informa's Inside ETFs, uh, the Invest in Others Foundation, which is uh, one of our sponsors, the um, Charitable Foundation. They, they postponed their annual gala. Uh, the T3, Joel Barkenstein's T3 conference postponed to next year, and WealthStack. And now WealthTech, WealthStack and T3 were also supposed to be the same week the last week of September with Riskalyze. I know some people, uh, my good friend uh, Gavin Spitzner, for example, was going to all three. He's a little crazy uh, if you ask me, but he was going to be in Florida for Wealthstack on Monday, then go to T3 on Tuesday, then off to Palm Springs for Riskalyze on Wednesday. Now, I was doing two. I was doing T3 and Riskalyze, which was enough. Two conferences in a week is enough. But uh, since that was postponed, there was uh, I had some free time, so didn't have to, to rush so much, and just headed out to Palm Springs, uh, a leisurely trip out to Palm Springs, uh, 
And let's see. Uh, oh, some other conferences that did go in person as well. Uh, Morningstar, uh, Orion Advisor, and of course, RiskWise. So what did I do at this conference? I was running a panel, which they call the Experts Panel on Advisor Technology. Had some great panelists, which made my job a whole lot easier. Renee Norse, Shannon Scotia, and Mike Messenger. We talked about onboarding software, workflow automation, marketing software, lots of stuff. There'll be a, a blog post on that coming out very soon. Also, uh, shout out to Cheryl Hickinson and Daryl Hickinson, um, who run Females in Finance. It was a great end of the conference. They had this sort of mini event, Females in Finance, which I'm a, a member of. And uh, shout out to Ruth Raftery, Tony Stoyer, Ryan Pinney, who uh, I met there for the first time. Now, I'm going to try to do something here that no one's ever done before, is list off all the people that I know, uh, that I met, saw in person at the conference, or either uh, that I know and saw, or that I met and saw. So it's, it's going to go through this real quick list. Adam Antoniades, Justin Boatman, Stephanie Bogan, Daniel Bolton, Jason Borgman, Diana Cabris, Justin Costelli, Margarita Chang, Jamie Cox, Charlotte Galetka, Ryan George, Patrick Hannon, Jeff Honley, Michael Keatsis, Aaron Klein, David Nock, Jason Lahita, Brian Leitner, Mike McDaniels, Brian McLaughlin, Cheryl Nash, Derek Notman, Nina O'Neill, Penny Phillips, Carrie Pierce, Michael Pinsker, Ricky Redtail, Tyrone Ross, Beth Rubinoff, Abby Salome, Johnny Sanquist, Lacey Shrum, Ryan Shanks, Gavin Spitzner, Tony Stick, Alan Susco, and last but not least, Doug Wardley. That's a long list. Saw a lot of people. If I missed you, I didn't put you in the list. I apologize. I was racking my brain to make sure I didn't miss anybody. So um, there was some news at the conference, and the next story up is uh, uh, one of the news stories that was announced, DocuPace plus Riskalyze, but we're going to talk about uh, some things Riskalyze announced at the conference, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. And this is all, I think, you know, part and parcel of um, them expanding their platform, continue to expand, continue to build out, uh, offer new functionality, and really, you know, the land and expand uh, strategy of, getting in through risk and then moving on to other things. And they've built a, a home office platform. They're, they're really moving into the enterprise space pretty well. Uh, one of the things they announced at the conference was a new dashboard, uh, which I think was sorely missing because uh, they had a lot of different tools and a lot of different options and software, especially the new Reg BI software. Uh, they have other compliance software as well that is selling pretty well from what I hear. Uh, but this dashboard is supposed to bring it all together, at least from the screenshots we saw. Looks really good. And a lot of uh, opera, uh, enterprise clients need that. Uh, a lot of our enterprise clients require these types of things. They're not even going to bring on software if it doesn't have a, a form of a dashboard or at least some sort of widgets that can plug into their other dashboards or operational tools. Uh, this was announced at the Institutional Partners Roundtable, where I got to see uh, you know, the extent of their enterprise business. When you look at all the firms um, that were attending, you really see how, uh, how well they're doing. And Riskalyze also announced something called Discovery, which uh, they're calling a quantitative engine to, to find uh, securities, which looks like uh, basically a really advanced screening tool. It's a great idea, but they're, they're sort of following the Morningstar script. They built out, the, of course, their risk number, which is their proprietary uh, algorithm to come up with that risk tolerance number. They also launched what they're calling the Riskalyze GPA, which is a portfolio analytics number. So one number to, to represent your portfolio risk. And now since those are proprietary, they've built that into their screener. So now you can screen for those, those particular um, things, which no one else can do. So 
by launching this, they're they're leveraging their proprietary uh, analysis and analytics, similar to how Morningstar leverages their Morningstar uh, star ratings and their X-ray and uh, their star boxes. So very similar. Let's see. Uh, so the screening tool, blah, blah, blah. Uh, portfolios. So they've uh, announced uh, there was a, a lot of emphasis on speed. So which says to me that they had a lot of problems with the slowness of the product, um, which is not unexpected considering how fast they grew. Uh, some people told me they went from 22,000 users to 35,000 users during the pandemic, which is a huge increase. And they saw some decreases in speed and response time. So they built out a new engine to run their portfolio analytics tools. And they gave us a demo. Of course, it looks infinitely faster. Uh, they did a kind of fun thing where they, they showed their, they named the engines P6 and P7 and had one person running P6. Uh, my good friend, Mike Stern, who I left out of the list. Sorry, Mike. Mike Stern was P6, uh, the, old, the old software, then P7 was running next to him. And you could see, you know, P7 came up right away and P6 took about 30 seconds to load a portfolio with 500 positions. So obviously much faster. They're building out their stress testing tool and that lends itself to their, their competition with Orion, who now owns Hidden Levers. Uh, so uh, Riskalyzer's stress testing was a little weak in the past. Uh, they've added some, some tools, a lot of scenarios, historical data uh, for new events. That should help them when going head-to-head with uh, firms looking at hidden levers. And uh, let's see, finally, they added some trading functionality to their, their what they're calling Riskalyzed Trading, which I think used to be called Autopilot. Now it's called Riskalyzed Trading. They added an accounts dashboard. Again, I love dashboards. Got to have them. The more uh, uh, visualizations we can see across accounts, across different pieces of software is important. Uh, they added tax optimization and tax loss harvesting. Just another step in their method of building out basically a full featured RIA platform, starting with risk, adding more tools and, and features, and now um, building out more and more. So the tax optimization was another piece that was missing from their their portfolio rebalancing and trading tools. They've also integrated with Fixed Flyer, uh, one of the industry's leading uh, trade order management systems that gives them a, a nice connectivity into fixed networks. Overall, like what they've announced, like what RiskWise has done uh, as they're expanding their tools slowly, um, methodically building out their technology, it seems like they're really taking aim at Morningstar Advisor workstation users, which is, by the way, one of the most popular pieces of software in our industry. According to Morningstar, they have over 185,000 users, uh, which I can't confirm, but it, uh, you know, they are in every broker dealer I work with. Uh, they may not necessarily have all those users active every month, but they've got those licenses out there. It's a very popular tool. And looking at what Risk Class has put together with the portfolio analytics, trust testing, uh, that their screening and other, other tools, looks like they're, they're looking for to gather that from the bottom up uh, Morningstar Advisor Workstation users and bring them over to the Riskalyze platform. Back office efficiency has taken on renewed focus as increased client demands and accompanying assets has spurred wealth management firms to sign up for new operational technology at a record pace. The problem is connecting all this new technology with the legacy systems that are already in place to route data between them, automate key processes, and ensure that best practices are followed. One company that's been providing back office operational software for over 20 years is DocuPace. And in April, 2020, FTV took a majority stake in the company and named former first global president, David Nock as the new CEO. 
Since then, he has acquired, made one acquisition, acquired compliance and reporting software firm Giacomo, which I think fits nicely with their growing software suite, which includes document management, workflow automation, advisor transitions, and new account opening. Now, Giacomo was under the radar for most of the industry, but they quietly built some solid technology, especially around data cleansing and integration, uh, of course, compliance and surveillance. They also have um, advisor compensation software, which are crucial, crucial aspects for um, most firms, especially larger broker-dealers. And when the auditors come knocking, you want your, your data to be crystal clear, especially around compliance and surveillance. Now, at the Riskalyze conference, DocuPace announced another acquisition of Precise FP, one of the leaders in client data gathering software. There were only two products on the Kitsis map, and Precise FP was founded in 2007. A lot of their, um, their main software uh, is sending out digital forms that are then self-directed client data entry for clients and prospects. They have a whole load of templates, which they call fact finders, that you can use for lead generation, risk tolerance surveys. They even have them for uh, goals-based planning, uh, IPS, and others. Uh, the, the very nice template uh, library that advisors can use to send out these self-directed uh, surveys and self-directed data entry. Now, DocuPace's market research shows that precise FP user firms have 40% larger average account size and have grown their firm AUM at a 5% faster rate on average than the overall RIA universe over the past five years. So good reason to acquire them. I should go take check out the demo, which you can see on the Precise FP site. One of the things I like uh, their financial fact finder is already pre-integrated with some of the, the uh, technology that many advisory firms use, such as Redtail CRM, Wealthbox CRM, Money Guy Pro, eMoney, Asset Map, et cetera. So things like goals, budgeting, as I mentioned before, IPS, your house, the household structure, end of your tax planning, lots of different templates already pre-built and pre-integrated. Uh, they just be sent out to the client base or new clients new, or, you know, or, or prospects, and all that data is gathered and automatically exported into the right applications. Another thing I like about Precise FP uh, as a consultant is their integrations page. Uh, they've got a lot of integrations, as we mentioned, but the page provides a lot of details. Our research staff and our, and our implementation staff love that. Uh, Money Guy Pro, eMoney are also firms that have uh, these types of well-documented integration pages that show you what data is coming in, what data is going out uh, at, a, at a pretty decent level. So it's very helpful. Um, and this is really continuing a long string of M&A transactions we've seen over the past 12 months, including, let's see, FMG Suite buying 20 over 10, Seismic buying Grapevine 6, uh, buying Grapevine 6, which is a, a social media automation a company, content company for advisors. Refinitiv bought ASI, uh, portfolio rebalancing software. Private equity firm TCV bought Wealthsimple, which is a Canadian robo-advisor. Vanguard bought direct indexing firm Just Invest. And JP Morgan went on a spending spree buying 55IP, which uh, was a Tiffin portfolio company, which we're going to talk about them later. They led a $50, $50 million round for AUMNI, A-U-M-N-I, financial analytics tool for private market investments. Again, this is JP Morgan, uh, bought ESG direct indexing firm Open Invest. And finally, another robo advisor, Nutmeg, uh, based in London. So, uh, another acquisition, um, well, I'm sure we'll see more. It's only the beginning of the fourth quarter. I expect a lot more acquisitions to be announced this year. Next up on October news, a third story is crypto, crypto news. 
Blockchain companies hit $30 billion in total funding, which is a 44% year-over-year increase. Uh, and it's only the third quarter. So uh, there's still a quarter left of new funding for blockchain companies. Uh, some of them are coming into the wealth management space. And this week, Bank of America, the second largest bank in the U.S. by assets, launched a new analysis of the digital asset markets. The report stated that Bitcoin and crypto markets are simply too large to ignore. Bitcoin is important, but the digital asset ecosystem is so much more, uh, said the bank's head of cryptocurrency and digital asset strategy. Another story, uh, Grayscale CEO, all the firm's products could convert to ETFs. Now, Grayscale's Bitcoin trust, Ethereum trust, and, and others uh, are the only way that most U.S. investors can purchase uh, Bitcoin in their RIAs, or uh, IRAs, rather. And they are uh, working on getting them converted to ETFs if they can get approval from the SEC, which I've heard may not happen. So, uh, but they uh, clearly seem optimistic about it. Now, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is the largest digital currency asset manager with about 42 billion in AUM as of October 1st. So they're looking to get those converted over to an ETF. Our other story on crypto is called Flourish Crypto, a new product launched by Flourish. Now, Flourish's service name uh, is being launched in partnership with Paxos, the infrastructure provider that connects traditional payment services to cryptocurrency markets. And Paxos completed a $300 million funding round in April and also has deals with PayPal and interactive brokers. Uh, Brian ben Cruikshank, head of Flourish, said the move is a result of rapidly growing demand by institutional investors and their clients for exposure to digital assets. I'm not gonna talk a lot about this because I actually have uh, head of product for Flourish and Flourish Crypto on the podcast. We just recorded the episode uh, yesterday uh, or, the, or the other day, and it's gonna drop, I think in two, at the end of this week or maybe next week. So I'm not gonna go too much into this, just to give you a quick overview this uh, product called, uh, as I said, Flourish Crypto will allow, is built on the, the, their Flourish platform, which is uh, running another product called Flourish Cash. And that's in use by over 400 RIAs managing, I think it's got a billion dollars on that platform. It's designed to help advisors uh, and their clients earn a competitive interest rate on cash uh, while providing access to increased FDIC insurance coverage through their uh, bank network. Uh, any money that transferred into Flourish Cash gets automatically deposited at select FDIC member banks, and then sweep, and then it gets swept back and forth. So you always have insurance coverage, and you're earning uh, the highest possible interest rate. And that's what the software does: is it locates those banks and moves the money in between different accounts to keep your clients earning the highest interest rate. So the Flourish Crypto product will allow advisors secure and compliant access to cryptocurrency through uh, what they're calling a simple, easy to use platform, complete with reporting and planning integrations, trading transfer flexibility, co-branded client experience and advisor specific compliance resources. Currently it's Bitcoin only, but they plan to have Ethereum. Uh, now, one thing we do like about that, there's a saying in the cryptocurrency world called not your keys, not your crypto. Unless you own the private keys that identify your uh, cryptocurrency on the Bitcoin network, you don't really own it. It's being custody by someone else. So you're trusting that other firm to be safe with your keys. But with this really crypto, uh, Flourish Crypto is designed, the actual um, investors still own their own keys. They can move them away at any time. 
Um, this is uh, compared to firms like uh, PayPal. For example, if you buy crypto on PayPal, you cannot move the crypto off of PayPal. You have to sell it, turn it back into dollars, and then you can go buy somewhere else. But you can't just transfer your Bitcoin away from PayPal. They're not allowing that. But with uh, the Flourish Cash product, you apparently still own your keys. And you can, you know, the clients can move it around, or the advisors can move it if they want as well. They are deeply embedding into the RIA ecosystem. They've announced four big integrations, eMoney Advisor, Orion, Tamarack, and Black Diamond. So three of the biggest RIA, uh, manage that, three of the biggest RIA uh, portfolio management platforms, as well as one of the biggest financial planning softwares, uh, eMoney Advisor. So, but these are only reporting integrations. There's no trading and rebalancing yet. That's coming. And uh, so I really want to see what those integrations look like. There will be more coming um, next week or the week after when we drop the episode uh, with the head of product for Flourish Cash. But I just wanted to give you that overview because I think it's a really interesting product. You can check them out at flourish.com. Hey, I want to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation is a nonprofit that recognizes financial advisors for their exceptional charitable work. Their 15th annual Invest in Others Awards will be held digitally this year from September 20th through September 23rd. That's just eight days from now. Be sure to tune in each day at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time to watch as each award category winner is unveiled. You can watch on investinothers.org forward slash awards and there's no logins or passwords required. Now, I've been involved with Invest in Others for three, no, four years now. It's a great organization. They do a lot of good. Uh, please donate on the website, investinothers.org. I'm sure your company will match your donations. And almost every wealth management company that I know of is involved in Invest in Others. They do a, a, some fantastic work. Each finalist in the Invest in Others Awards receives a donation of $20,000, and the winners in each category, and I believe there are five categories, receive between $50,000 and $75,000 towards their nonprofit. And these are life-changing amounts for some of these organizations. And I've been uh, lucky enough to be part of the judging on some of these categories. And they're, uh, the, the categories are things like local community involvement, uh, international charitable work, um, uh, you know, uh, lifetime achievement awards, uh, things like that. So uh, they, they break it out in different ways, and it's really tough to, to pick the winners because there's so many good charities that are doing such good work, building schools, getting um, helping feed people, building orphanages overseas, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, makes me feel really inadequate. I really got to step up my, my volunteer game, but investinothers.org is a great uh, organization, great charity. You should check them out at their website. And uh, you don't want to miss their awards this year. And please tune in on their website, investinothers.org forward slash awards to find out who wins. I don't know who's going to win. We need to learn. We need to know. We want to know who the winners are. So check them out. According to data provider Statista, 81% of ultra high net worth clients hold alternative investments versus 85% who want to invest in them in the future, which is a 4% gap. With very high net worth investors, it's 55% currently hold versus 68% that want to hold in the future. So it's a 13% gap. And with high net worth investors, it's 29% hold now, 46% want to hold in the future. 
a 17% gap. To try to fill these gaps is InvestNet, partnering with UBS and iCapital on a platform called the Alternatives Exchange, where high net worth clients will be able to browse, purchase, and sell private investments such as real estate, hedge funds, and private equity. Now, this exchange comes along with uh, comes along after three other exchanges have been launched by InvestNet. One is an insurance exchange, which is currently selling annuities, and it's partnering. They are partnering with FitX on that. InvestNet launched the credit exchange, which is offering real estate, residential real estate, and unsecured lending products. They partner with Advisor Credit Exchange, and the third exchange is the Trust Services Exchange, where they partner with a firm called Truescendent. The Trust Services Exchange provides a network of attorneys and trust administrators that work behind the scenes with advisors to handle trust account documentation, asset transfers, and regulatory compliance navigation. I look at it as sort of an Angie's list for estate planning, where it links advisors up with all the different um, key personnel that and experts you need to handle uh, complex estates. So back to the alternatives exchange, uh, another great idea from InvestNet. Uh, you know, we're seeing them uh, as the largest provider of technology, in, especially in managed accounts in the industry, uh, with the largest market share in broker-dealers, banks, and, uh, and high net worth RIAs. Uh, the, and the enterprise side is through their ENV2 enterprise platform, and the RIAs are through their Tamarack platform. Once you hit a certain level of market share, it's difficult to grow. Every extra point percentage of market share is, is harder and harder to, to add uh, because you're, you're squeezing your competitors down to, uh, and, they're, and they'll be fighting harder and harder to retain uh, the, that market share. And also you're running out of clients who are your opportune or you're your, really your target market and you're spreading out into firms that may be less uh, optimal for you. So offering more products that they can sell to their existing clients will increase their wallet share uh, and help them grow. As a public company, they're subject to quarterly earnings reports and they have to keep growing. So these different exchanges will allow them to push more product and become uh, have more of a transactional business model through uh, providing services. Now, they're, they've, they've got a methodology here and a strategy, which is always partnering. They're not building anything themselves. They're always partnering with another firm that's got the core technology, uh, which helps them get up and running much quicker. They've got uh, all the, most, most of the software, the plumbing already built, especially around the annuities exchange with FedEx. They built all the plumbing and actually they handle the paper. All the insurance paper is, is handled by the FedEx desk. Uh, so that takes that off of InvestNet's um, plate, makes it much easier. And the, the alternatives exchange is going to work the same way, I believe, uh, using iCapital's turnkey network solution and UBS. And UBS says they're seeking to expand access to these assets typically offered to the wealthiest investors and push it down to uh, the lower net worth tiers. Um, so InvestNet will provide access to a select group of alternative investments provided by UBS and iCapital Network through the new, the new alternatives exchange. So here's a quote. Uh, if you're a wealthy person with $5 million, you couldn't previously think of investing in a private equity fund or a hedge fund. Uh, actually, that's uh, Lawrence Calcano, the chairman and CEO of iCapital. But now through the low minimums afforded by this platform, you're able to put half a million or 10% of your portfolio to work across many different investments to achieve diversification, which would be great. Morningstar came out with a report just last month or just in August 
called The Role of Technology in Managing Alternative Investments. A couple key um, points from their survey. 54% of respondents spend at least 10 hours a week managing documents for alternative investments. Firms with AUM of a billion or more are likely to have 10 or more employees devoted to client reporting and or managing alternative investment workflows. And 65% of respondents to this Morningstar survey plan to move away from manual processes to solve alternative investment data challenges. The reason why I wanted to read those statistics is another key part of this alternative exchange is software that's going to automate processes to more quickly compile and analyze documents needed to list such investments. And with all these illiquid investments, there's always lots of documentation that comes along, lots of complex contracts and other information that you need high-priced lawyers and accountants to review. This exchange is coming with uh, this AI tool that's going to process these documents and, 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 and build them out for you and save a lot of time. They also have to increase the scale. If you're pushing out these products to more clients, more, more wealth tiers with lower minimums, you need to scale. You can't put the same sort of wealth, uh, sort of white glove, white glove service for all these smaller clients. You need to scale it. So these tools claim they're going to automate the process and, and manually, or not manually, automate the, the processing of the documents for these alternative investments. And this sounds to me a lot like Vanilla the Steve Lockshin uh, product, which is for estate planning, but a big portion of Vanilla's functionality is cranking out the documents, reviewing the documents, processing them, making sure all the data is, is correct across all these, you know, could be dozens and dozens of documents. That's a big part of Vanilla uh, and their uh, value added. So I see the alternative exchange for InvestNet doing something similar. Uh, this also is sort of like what FP Alpha is doing for trust and other documents. Again, on the much on the much lower end, uh, Holista Plan, another company that's reviewing documents, but they're just reviewing 1040s and other tax documents. But all these companies are, are sort of seeing this gap in the market where instead of having manually people, whether they're lawyers or state attorneys or, or other uh, or CPAs, manually go through these documents, filling them out, making sure all the, all the paperwork is correct, all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. The software is going to do it, scan it all in uses OCR, make sure your everything's matching, the client names match, everything's spelled correctly, knowing which types of investments require, which forms, which have to be signed in what order, and even sending them out to be signed through DocuSign and other tools. The advisor community has rapidly adopted alternative investments in recent years due to shrinking returns in traditional asset classes, pressure to differentiate, and increased client demand. Tools like the Investment Alternative Exchange should help their clients offer these investments to a wider range of wealth tiers without lower minimums, uh, sorry, with lower minimums, but without the pain points that are normally accompany these illiquid and complex securities. We're running out of time on the news. I'm gonna hit a couple of other stories. I wanna squeeze them in here uh, before I get to the updates on the advisor FinTech map. So just two more stories. One is advise on ads, FeeX integration. And this story comes from wealthmagin.com and Sam Steinberger. In my opinion, data aggregation is kind of stagnated. We haven't really seen any uh, new technology or new feature functionality from data aggregation in a while. It's the same vendors providing the same held away asset services. But FIEX seems to have a different take on things. In the past, any held away assets were view only. And there were advisors, we did see a trend of advisors charging for 
managing held away assets, but the management was always at arm's length. It was always, it always was delivered to the client verbally or through email. And the client was responsible for making the changes in the held away accounts, whether they were a 401k account or other type of retirement vehicle. But that's all changing with FeeX. And we like this platform. We've seen demos of it and spoken to the, the executive team a number of times. What they're doing with this account aggregation and trading platform um, is enabling advisors to directly manage these held away retirement or health savings or college savings accounts. And what FIEX has done is built out pipes to all, a lot of the major providers of these types of accounts, enabling them to directly send trades uh, to them. So the, the advisors can basically use FIEX's order management system in effect to link accounts on the platform uh, it acts as what they call a secure information bridge with an audit trail. So all the trades that go in are tracked and they can see exactly when they were done. They pass the information back and forth from the advisor to the external um, custodians and other, other platforms. And when the advisor takes action, then gets transmitted. Um, so Advison is the latest one to partner with FIEX. Uh, previous partners were uh, Orion Advisor was one, probably the biggest name We've heard partnering with FIEX. On Advisons Pilot, they have between 30 and 40 RIA firms partnering, and they saw their services were, were growing, and they were using it differently than just another aggregation tool, and uh, Advisons calls it a game changer, and I would agree, uh, because unlike simple account aggregation, FIEX offers the advisor the ability to actually manage these accounts. Uh, some other things that Advisons is doing They've integrated with OnRamp Invest to bring crypto holdings visibility to advisors. They've launched a prospect portal and they're starting to develop their own portfolio rebalancing software all within the last 12 months. And I'm interested in that last little piece of news because that might change where we put advice on on the Kitsis FinTech advice tech, advisor tech map that Michael and I work on. Right now we advise, have advice on in two categories. One is CRM because that's really why most firms buy them is for the CRM. They also have performance reporting. So they're in two categories. If they were to actually, if they were to finish building out their portfolio rebalancing tool and have trading, then we probably would consolidate. We'd move them off of CRM and performance reporting and put them into all in one. That's just a heads up there of what we would probably do when we hear uh, about their rebalancing tools. Okay, so next up, uh, again, in the quick hitter stories here, Tiffin's Magnify gets Morningstar research for direct indexing. This story is also from wealthmanagement.com and Davis Janowski. Tiffin Group announced that their Magnify subsidiary will now begin offering portfolios of innovation stocks to end investors based on indexes designed by Morningstar. So it's been a big year for Tiffin Group. They've made two acquisitions, one Totem Risk and one My financial answers in March. They announced a $22 million series B round in April. And they also added Kathy Wood, head of ARK Investments to their board back in July. Now through this new offering, end investors can access what they're calling thematic bundles of equities without ETF or mutual fund wrappers directly through Magnify. And it also offers direct, index solution, uh, direct indexing solutions for individuals. To me, it sounds like it's Motif Investing, the company that was one of the first direct indexing providers, which eventually went out of business 
and I think their assets were bought by uh, Schwab. Oh, well, I'm sorry, the, the, the accounts were transferred to Folio Institutional, which was acquired by Goldman, and then the technology was purchased by Schwab. But the, the TIFF and people say, oh, no, it's not, like it's not like Motif because we're using institutional portfolios. It's not peer um, portfolios created by uh, regular investors. So they're, they're really trying to target end investors, which seems like a, a big uphill battle for Magnify. Magnify isn't really well known in the industry. They really start trying to get traction. Uh, they've been pivoting a bit across some different, different um, ideas. And if they're moving into direct indexing for end investors or the thematic investing partnered with direct indexing for end investors, there's a lot of competition in that space. You've got the biggest firms in, in the industry, the biggest asset managers, BlackRock, Fidelity, JP Morgan, uh, even E-Trade is in thematic, has thematic investing options. So uh, I don't know how Magnify is going to do it, uh, although they've got some pretty smart people that they managed to, again, managed to attract Kathy Wood from ARK Investment Management, uh, who's uh, very well respected. They've also got uh, Trisha Rothschild from a former a head of product at Morningstar, former president of Apex Investing, who was also, I believe, on the, on the board of Magnify. So uh, that is probably couldn't hurt with their partnership with Morningstar uh, on these managed portfolios. So um, they were these managed portfolios at Magnify were designed, curated, and the stock selection has been made by industry experts, not peer curated, uh, not peer curated or picked by amateurs. Right. So this is part of their overall view of democratizing intelligence and not just products. Yeah, I'm not really sure I understand that, uh, that, that statement there. Uh, there's lots of firms offering uh, curated uh, investments and curated portfolios. That's not new. Uh, I've also worked through their, their product offering. Um, there, there's lots of sponsored offerings. When you go through their platform, it asks you a lot of questions and, try, and claims to deliver a personalized investment portfolio. Doesn't look very personalized to me. It looks really like filling out a bunch of sponsored investments, sponsored ETFs and things. Now, uh, they've made it clear that this is only their first partnership into thematic investing. And while their first offering was with Morningstar, they uh, have subsequent offerings that are planned with those direct asset managers themselves, maybe with ARC, now that Kathy Woods on board, or with other ones that are on their platform. You can check them out at Magnify. Dot com. It's A-M-A-G-N-I-F-I.com. And finally, wrapping up the news for October, the Kitsis Advisor FinTech Map. This is uh, something I work on with Michael Kitsis every month. You can find it at kitsis.com. The October version of the Advisor Tech Solutions Map is now available. I just want to talk about some of the changes that, were, that we made this month. So Michael and I uh, have a Zoom call every month. And we go through the map and talk about what's going to be changing, whether it's mergers and acquisitions or new companies that are starting or just re-moving around the categories based on new features and functionality or, or things that are changing. The industry is always changing, always new stuff coming in. Always, my email, my inbox is flooded. Michael's is flooded with requests from vendors. So we try to keep up as best we can. And this month, so the biggest changes were in the portfolio management category and the all-in-one category. What we did was we moved Black Diamond, Teleflow, InvestQuad, and MyVest from portfolio management into all-in-one. The reason we did that was uh, we were defining the all-in-one category as having portfolio management, 
which, which means you have uh, not only portfolio management, portfolio accounting, and portfolio rebalancing. So you've got to have rebalancing to be in the portfolio management category. But to get into all-in-one, you also have to have performance reporting. That's what we agreed on. So all the firms I just mentioned, Black Diamond, IntelliFlow, InvestCloud, and MyVest all have performance reporting capabilities. So they should go into the all-in-one uh, platform category. So we move them there. Then uh, another change we made this month was Riskalyze was moved from the rebalance only category into portfolio management. Since they've expanded their autopilot now called Riskalyze trading tool to be more than just rebalancing to also include more portfolio management features uh, that is now moved into the portfolio management category. It's also got trading with their integration with fixed flyer. Uh, just so you know, last month, which was September, we moved Circle Black. We added Circle Black into portfolio management as well, since they've got some portfolio management functionality. Uh, and Circle Black is also in client portal, as you'll notice. And the final changes to the FinTech map were around the custodial platform category, which is right underneath all in one, right sort of to the left of the middle there. You can see that. We added Schwab. I don't know how we missed them. But now Schwab is under custodial platforms. And we also added shareholder services group, SSG, right in the middle there as well, since they're another custodial platform we had uh, missed. And we also moved Altruist away from All-in-One back into portfolio management. The reason we did that was they've announced they're multi-custodial. So since they're not a purely a single custody platform, like the other custodian platforms in the custodial platform category, they now uh, appear to be more like the multi-custodial portfolio management tools, even though I'm sure they're heavily relying on Apex as a custodian, that they're, that's their preferred custody partner. But since they're technically they're multi-custodial now, uh, we move them just into the, to the generic portfolio management category. There you go. That's the uh, inside baseball on the advisor tech solutions map. If you have any questions, please shoot me an email. Uh, or you can shoot Michael an email, though I'm much more likely to respond. He's way busier than I am. Uh, we'll have to get back to you with any questions or concerns you have about the map. And that's a wrap for this month's news. Please go to EzraGroupLLC.com and sign up for our newsletter. Every month, you'll receive one email with lots of information, news, and trends across the industry, and you will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone again next time.